three, but it, it really is like having a team behind you. you. There's a team of people you can call on if you, you know, if you, if you need, if you just need to chat with someone, if you want to talk some ideas through that that don't really fit in any other area of your life. There is actually someone there who's willing to listen to you to discuss this. You know, if you want to talk about some some idea you've come across on a podcast or or, or some book you've read, then then actually someone will, will sit and listen and take you seriously and then what's more give you some suggestions to do something practical with it okay so thanks jim for agreeing to come and talk to us today we're really grateful and we are carrying out a series of great conversations with our lovely mentees about their recent experiences of Reboot, some of the things that they've been up to during the lockdown period, and in particular, the main points of learning for them and how they may have engaged with life, family, work, mentors, learning differently as a result of this thing that's been imposed upon us all. Um, So what I wanna do is Um, get you to think about a quote that you made in our recent Reboot Roundup magazine. And um, it starts with, I thought Reboot would help me change my job, but it helped me change myself. So Jim, if you could take it away from that quote, that would be great. Thanks, Lou. It's it's um, really good of you to ask me here to, to to give me some chance to talk about some of these things. And it's strange to think Reboot has become quite a big part of of who I am and what I do now. And when I was asked to take part in the Reboot Roundup, it was a really good opportunity to reflect and to try and put some sort of perspective on, on what had happened with it. So I, I'm sort of one of these people that tends to go at life sort of full, full tilt, um, try and get as much done as possible. Uh, I'm one of these people that has a to-do list that's twice as long as the day. And I'd got to a point in, in my life where things were pretty busy. Um, I was doing a course, I was doing work, um, I had two young children and I thought Reboot came up and I thought, do I really want to do this? Is this something I can commit to? Is this something that um, that I'm going to to have have the time to do and to, and to do properly and at the same time I was hit a bit of a sort of a, um, a, a dip at work and I'd taken the particular job I'm doing in, in 2014 I'd had a couple of promotions quite quickly there'd been some very big changes at work and then by sort of 2017 things had sort of hit a bit of a plateau and I thought, well, reboot, here's a chance, here's something to do, put a few things on my CV, get a bit of high quality training and and and, and, and um, talking to people, and then I can I can move on. So, you know, maybe a year or so, hit, hit a few things and, and, and get out of it. And I came along to the induction, was blown away by the induction. It was such a powerful, powerful event. And it, it made a big impact. And... As I started engaging with some of the some of the material, doing some of the courses, meeting some of the other people, I also started my own journey into in to, to really who am I and 
what what do I do here? And going through that process, and and it was a long process. So, so the initial year turned into two, it's then turned into three, and there's still there's still no 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 exit in sight for for me. There's um, lots of courses I'm still doing, lots of things I'm still keen to come on to, but. In, in looking back at it, I, I, I did come to realise that it was more about me than it was about my situation. So it was, how do I react to things? What do I value? What do I think? So I, I had the skills to plan. I had the skills to, to, to look forward to that. But what would I do with it? Would I just get another to-do list that was three times as long as the day? Would I be doing a, a different job but feeling the same dissatisfactions I do in the current job. What, what were the areas of my life that I wanted to look at and, and, and to change? And that was what Reboot gave me an insight into. And I don't think it could have happened in any other way. And it couldn't have happened any quicker or, or I couldn't have got to that result by, by a shortcut. So, so that's what I really meant by that quote. And, and, and in some ways, understanding who I am will let me meet those challenges and not even not not looking to change my situation to change me but changing me whether the situation changes or not that will affect how i how i uh, go on with it so so that was uh, that's where i got to with that one i like it i like it and actually as as you've been describing that experience there for me i'm i'm inside my own head working a few things out and always always looking for opportunities in um, whatever we bring to the table for people to learn or whether that may be a discussion with a mentor or a some insightful material in a workbook or an interaction in a face-to-face workshop um I'm always looking at how can we get people to take the moment to do some self-reflection and realise the path that's being travelled because that's the point where we deepen and forward and and make that learning even richer. So um, it makes me happy to hear what you've just said, Jim, because there you are reflecting and and making sense of everything that's happened so far. So with that in mind, I'm wondering whether, because you did a little bit of a recap then on, you know, attending courses and your intention is to embrace some more learning and different courses as time goes by. And we have got some new courses that are coming on board. So that's exciting. But I just wondered whether there was one course in particular that you can remember or hook into right now that has given you perhaps one of the most powerful memories or resources available to you in the past few months does that make sense it does it does it's a really good question and there are a lot of courses that I've done with Reboot um, and, and like I said that they're all very high quality courses and very ably delivered and with a unique group of participants as well. So one of the things that makes the courses so powerful is, is that shared history of eager and meeting people from different 
times, different parts of Eager's Eager's history uh, through that. So it is a it's a tricky one to pick a pick a favorite out of all that. But one that does stand out in in my mind is the Creating Personal Impact course. And interestingly, it was a course that I resisted doing um, at first. It, it was one that my mentor had suggested to put on the plan to start with. And I'd thought, no, I've, I've done presentations before. It's not really a big part of, of, of how I see myself or who I am. So I, I don't really need to, to commit to that two days to, to do that. But then as time went on and some of the reviews came out about it, um, and it did get good reviews. And also, as I started doing the ILM qualification, mentions of the personal impact course came up with that. So that made, made me reconsider that. And it really was, it was almost a, a sort of a philosophical experience doing, doing the course. Um, it, it really did change the way I thought about the world, about, about the way to interact and, and the way I thought about myself in that sort of presenting context. And, and I've used it in so many different ways since then. So even, even in this conversation now, some of those precepts are coming back to me. Um, it's not necessarily something I remember in a really formal way, but some of the, some of the ideas, some of the archetypes, some of the, the exercises really sort of spoke to me. And being able to be confident to come into a speaking situation into a conversation, not knowing exactly what you're going to say, but knowing that you'll be able to pull that together and, and to put that message out to people. It gives you a lot of power in those situations and it builds that confidence. And, and it's something I really want to sort of try and work on with, with my children and, and with my family as well, just to sort of say, you know, there are ways to get out in the world and, and to make your voice heard. Yeah, I, I love what you said there about, un, and it's a knowing, it's a knowing. So almost like the work has been done. So you've got these instruments, tools and resources that are there now. You can't take them away because the work's being done. Um, and they naturally present themselves in due course when the time's right, when the moment's right, which in my experience, I've done that course also, uh, it enables you to settle down a little bit and stop you, you know you can fly by the seat of your pants you know a little bit more because you've done the work the pre-work has been created prepped absorbed so you can go back out there into life and and as we all are muddling our way through and um doing our best knowing i'm feeling confident that we've got those resources where they need to be um, which kind of like is a nice link actually into the the here and the now uh, or maybe the recent past we've we've all had this six months of of uh, an interesting journey some will look at it and look back and go wow that was amazing I did all these things I cleaned out my wardrobe I did all these things that I never thought I'd do um, I still haven't done mine by the way um, but other people will look at look back and think, wow, I never want to repeat that time again. And there'll be people in between who've done a little bit of both. Um, 
and I, you know, I don't know this to be true, but I can have a really good guess that most of the nation, most of the world are just doing their best every day, wading through a bit of treacle and trying to find the silver lining. So knowing you've got some fantastic resources, you've done some courses, we, you know, through Reboot, we've all met some, you know, outstanding, amazing, interesting people. So that's in the bag. How has all of that enabled you to find your way through recent months? It's It's been a, um, a, a very interesting experience. Um, and certainly, I think you can divide it into some some distinct phases. So to start with, it was just, just survival. What are we going to do? There's, um, there was the four, four of us home, homeschool. Um, so my, my wife wasn't working at that point and she, and she took on the, 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 the um, lion's share of the homeschooling work. The children adapted to it quite well. And I was working from home. Um, so, there was a lot of it was it was just just too busy in those first few weeks just to you know work out a schedule what did we do each day what did we do when and actually looking back that that some of that part actually seemed to be the sort of the smoothest operating part it was you know that we get this done we have to work out what do we do about shopping what do we do about exercise what do we do about going to our usual activities that we can't do um and we put things in place for all of that and there were very immediate questions that needed very immediate answers. Uh, and we got through that sort of point. And then I think that was probably when, when, when um, Reboot got in touch with the, 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 the questionnaire and is, is there any, any further support that we, we, can, we can offer? And at first I thought, well, actually, no, I don't really need anything. I'm doing all right here. <laughs> there's, uh, there's not, not too, much, too much that I don't think. And then as the time sort of wore on, it was, it was the uncertainty about the outcome of it. What, what sort of world were we going to emerge into? What, what can we do? Um, and there were changes then going on as well in, 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 in my sense. So, so my, my wife had um, secured full-time employment and she was going to be working as a key worker and I was going to be home. Um, we had the summer holidays, then children were back to school. And I thought, well, no, I'll, I'll see if I can take up some of this. And interestingly, the, the, the it was very much about the basics to start with. It was, it was sleep, it was exercise, and the mentor that I was assigned to to talk this through was different to the mentor that that I have for for, for my normal sort of stuff. And and interestingly, that I saw there was there was a very clear split with that. That that, that my normal mentor was very focused on my career. Uh, on, on the dynamics of managing a team and 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 um, going through the modern workplace, and while that had changed somewhat with with the move to remote working, with things like Zoom and Teams and that sort of thing, there wasn't so much different to to that than there was before. Um, but the well being st- stuff, I'd actually found that the things I was doing early on in lockdown, I, I, I was um, I was doing really well at the start of lockdown. I, I got out. I was doing you know, a 10 mile bike ride every morning. I, I was doing meditation. I was reading. I was keeping away from screens when I didn't want to be, 
beyond them and, and all that was going quite well. Uh, and then later on in lockdown, all that sort of fell apart and that routine disappeared. And and it was talking that through with with, with a mentor that it just gave me an outlet for some of that and to, to work out what some some options I could do just to just sound sound ideas off and, and to discuss things that, I, that I'd come across. So I think one of the biggest things that helped me was was understanding that it wasn't permanent, that, that whatever situation I was in wasn't that wasn't the, the the be all and end all of it. And the other thing is, is with Reboot, it, it really is like having a team behind you. you. There's a team of people you can call on if you, you know, if you, if you need, if you just need to chat with someone, if you want to talk some ideas through that, that don't really fit in any other area of your life. There is actually someone there who's willing to listen to you to discuss this. You know, if you want to talk about some, some idea you've come across on a podcast or, or, or some book you've read, then then actually someone will, will sit and listen and take you seriously. And then what's more, give you some suggestions to do something practical with it. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's been an invaluable help, I think. And to say to say that I wouldn't have got through it without Reboot, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I would have got through it in a different way. And like you say, I think maybe in a more rigid way. And and I think reboot is is has given me some options to explore some of these things more, to be a bit more playful with these concepts and these ideas, and just to see what develops. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know. So we're in our second week now, aren't we? Of lockdown number two. So how are things different now? Well, for us, it's it's actually strange because um there's not really much difference uh, to it so so we settled down into, into a particular routine which is is that, that my, my wife goes to work in the morning and then I get the, the girls ready for school um I've managed to invest in a, a double tag along to take them to school <laughs> so um so that that's uh that, that's the three of us on the bike go to and from school it's only a mile each way but that's that's my my cycling now but uh there, there is a certain bit of resistance training and they, they don't always pedal coming back up the hill uh, so so that that's that's my, my my outside time and my exercise at the moment um and what reboot really is is giving me at the moment is some focus outside of that that routine so, so work home school shopping cleaning cooking all this sort of stuff is you know it, all these things take over if you let them and it's it's understanding that we're, we're not necessarily in that 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 situation forever that there are there there are options out there and there's someone to talk to about it and when we do get through the other side of this. There will be options to open things out again and actually take some of these things that I've learned from this time, the, the mindfulness, the um, knowledge of what works well for me in terms of, of my routine and what I need to, to, to be healthy and happy uh, forward with it. So it's really, it's really felt, felt like, a, like, a, like, a, yeah, a new, a, a new, a new phase to it, but a, but a shorter phase. Whereas the first time round, everything was new. It was can we go? Can we go for a walk? Can I go for a bike ride? Can we go to the shop? What can we do? Now it's th- those those sort of practical questions have been answered. We we know what really what we can and can't do, and it's how very similar to the quote I made at the start. It's, it's how do I cope with the situation I find myself in? Because 
whatever situation I'm in, whether it's lockdown, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's on the courses or or out doing something I haven't yet dreamed of, it's still me that has to cope with it. Mm, yeah, you're absolutely right. I um, I, you're making me think there that this the thing that I appreciate about this lockdown is that number one, my kids are going to school, and and the process of getting them to school is almost um, celebrated now because we couldn't do it before. Um, and and we know that there's an end to it, so we've got a, a specific date and time that it'll all be kind of complete. And actually, there were some things I didn't get to do during that first part of lockdown that I'm now doing, make, con- consistently making the effort to do. So it's almost like a, a second chance to set a few things straight for me so I can I can appreciate some of the things that you say in there. Um, and in doing all of that, it's maybe a bit sharper and have more of an attention span for the things and the amount of time that I have to make a difference with work. So um, I'm grateful for the world pressing pause again and um, uh, maybe appreciate and respect any other moments that come our way in the future, I think. So, yeah, I can relate to some of that for sure. I don't do the cycling with two girls and on the back, though, Jim. That's a bit hardcore. Mine are too heavy. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, moved up from the trailer. So I had a trailer originally, uh, but the eight-year-old is now just too big for the trailer. So so this was uh, the... Um, I did quite a lot of research on this this one uh, during the first part of lockdown. Um, and, and this was the best best solution, most cost-effective one I could get without uh, in, investing in a, in a in a triplet tandem or anything. So wow. uh, we'll, see, we'll see where that goes in the future. <laughs> and so what I want to do, just before we kind of finish up this conversation, which has been a great conversation, I wondered whether it would be okay to ask you a couple of questions. One is about your, your family, your nearest and dearest, and some of the changes that they have noticed or a small change that they may have noticed in you over this period of time. Yeah, I hope that they would say that I'm I'm, I'm a bit more patient. Um, so one of the things that when we were first working from home at lockdown is that, you know, it became very... Um, very conscious of the children running around during meetings and um, very conscious of the work that had to be done and not having that separation of work and home meant that some of that, that definitely started to bleed over for me. Um, and, and that, that um, some of the times that I should have been spending with the family, I was focused more on, on work things. And one of the big, big areas I was working on was, was keeping work within work and, um, being more present in, in in the the family time, so so I'm I'm hopeful that they they, they would agree with that one, but uh, you'd have to ask them. Yeah, and there'll be people that will listen to this conversation downstream, and and they may find that you know they might listen to it in I don't know we might get another lockdown again or something, but they if they're listening and they are running their own lives in parallel to to yours and maybe mine for a moment what's the top tip that you're going to give them about coping 
I, th- I think the top tip for coping is is just to remember that everyone else is is facing the same challenges as well. That I, I think so certainly I have a, a tendency to think that everyone else is doing perfectly through it all. And you know the the, the Facebook posts and the Instagram posts and everything tend to reinforce that in some way. But if there's one thing I've sort of come to to learn, um, it is that that everyone has their own challenges and. While we've had a, a, a challenge with having the children at home, other people have had challenges being home alone. Um, and th- there's no one size fits all. Um, we, we're all doing our best to get through this. And I think it comes back a little bit to what you were saying that, that you know, we are all winging this to an extent. This, this is not something that's been tried at a social level, certainly in our lifetimes before. And we can't necessarily predict what effect it is going to have on us as a society, but we can take our part and we can try and influence those things that we can influence um, mm. in, a, in a positive way. We can, we can be there for those people close to us. We can be there for the people in our neighborhood. We can, you know, make a little effort to pick up some litter or to um, just do those things that we can control. and that that's a way to get through through this i think and not not just look at the the bigger picture all the time and see see what's going on so i, I think um yeah focusing on on, on yourself is, has been a good thing for me and i see actually it's interesting that you talk about this now that that's maybe it's because ultimately that that's the ultimate thing that you can control is your your reaction to things yeah yeah you're absolutely right. Everything you're saying is making me think. I'm on. I'm on a parallel here. Um, I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep. Um, so I. And finally, we we can't have a conversation with me without going there with the old ILM. It's going to be on my tombstone, I think. So I wondered whether Jim, you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about that because I know that you've been beavering away for some time and giving it your best shot and juggling and you've done a far better job than me because I too am studying for ILM and um, I've while I've helped god knows how many people get through their studies and application I've not picked up a pen or a keyboard to deliver anything for myself so I wonder whether you could give me any words of wisdom about what I need to do to get mine over the line it's it's a, it's a really interesting when when I started doing the ILM I thought oh you know here's a great thing I'll, I'll I'll knock off a couple of essays and we'll have it done in sort of six months or something and there's a certificate to put in the in the trophy cabinet and in in some ways I'm actually glad I didn't go down that route with it because it it would have been a a far narrower experience um, so. It's um it's it's a strange thing to say. I'm actually quite glad that it took a long time to do, and that there were stops and starts. There were different ways of looking at it, um, and it really really helped me actually start to to practice some of the concepts that that were used in it. So it, it's sort of hard to say, but I, I would almost. So the tips I would give certainly would would be to say um, view each day as an opportunity to do something with it. So it's quite surprising. Uh, it was quite surprising to me, but but 
every day I looked at, there was an opportunity to use something that was in there, even if it was just one thing. And as you said, we don't often take the time to stop and reflect on, on that. So, so the second important thing is, is I built a very, very simple reflection template. It literally it had like three questions or something on it, but it was just something to fill out at the end of each week to say, you know, what have I done? What was the result of it? What am I going to do next week? Uh, uh, that was it. Uh, but it was enough to start tracking some evidence for it. And because I was doing that, it didn't, I wasn't ready to write that essay yet at that point until I'd built up some of that evidence and actually used some of those concepts and, and I'd used them regularly. That, that that gave me maybe that evidence to use it. And then when I came to write it, I was struck by, when I'd first thought about writing it, I was like, right, well, here's the examples. I'll come up with, you know, six positive examples of where I've done X and Y was the result. And that'll be great. They'll all be, you know, shining examples of, of me as a manager and how well I've done with that. And actually, when I came to write it, the most insightful parts and the most useful parts were the bits where actually I'd done something and it had failed. And I'd, I'd, I'd sat down and I'd looked through this theory. I'd come up with a theory. I'd said, right, this is how I'm going to apply it in this situation. I'd gone and applied it and it hadn't worked or it had, had a worse effect than I'd intended. <laughs> for it made things worse, in fact. So those were the bits where I actually learned the most from it. And I think those were the bits that were the most important to me as, as the essay. So, so yes, th those three things, things really is do a little bit every day, reflect on it, but record the failures. And those are the bits that will actually think. And from that, I actually felt that the resulting document was as, as well. It was, it was a good pass. I was pleased with that, but it was also actually, useful to me in my practice as a manager it wasn't one of those certificates that you get file away and never look at again it was it's something i still come back to those concepts if, if i want to do a bit of delegating i come back and look at that and say what did i do about the theory? how did that work for me actually when i did it and it didn't work why was that can i avoid that the next time i do it and and so it actually became a much more useful practice for me than a tick 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 i've done all this there's my certificate yeah I get it. I, I, when I talk to people about ILM and I don't think I truly, um, I, I didn't get the recipe for this brief right at the very start of reboot. And it's almost like having the metaphor of two dinner plates and over here in this one, in the right hand, you've got the certificate and over here in the left hand, you've got this dinner plate that's got the growth and the knowledge and the experimenting and the reflection and the brilliant that went wrong but blinking heck I'm not going to do that again you know and that the richness of the learning and the interactions that you have to have with people that you might not normally have and that and you know you can't package that up and sell that to people you've just kind of got to crack on and do it to have the experience so for me ILM now, I'm really comfortable with saying to people, listen, forget about the, the piece of paper for a minute and, and the endorsement on your CV, which we know at this moment in time is critical and important and of huge value. So never disrespect it, but move it over there for a minute because the stuff that you're going to get over here on this left hand, you know, dinner plate 
is massive and you can't you can't put it into words but just enjoy it for what it help for what it feeds you so um yeah yeah thank you because i've been trying to play with that concept for a while and and get that point across to people but you kind of got to be a little bit way into the process to get it really so thank you because that's going to help me think about that a bit more um so i think jim i reckon we've had a great conversation today i'm really i'm really thankful for your time and um grateful that we've been able to touch upon you know ilm uh, relationships, growth, learning, the pandemic and how that, you know, shook things up a little bit for everyone um, and how you've come up with some amazing strategies to um, keep the balls rolling, the wheels turning. Um, so I'm grateful for your time, really grateful. I'd like to say to anyone that gets to listen to this downstream as well, that Go and find the Reboot Roundup story about Jim because it's really interesting. It talks about his days in a casino and his um, interest in numeracy as a result of that and, and where that story about Jim and his evolution all began. So I'm really, really grateful for your time, Jim. Well, thank you, Lou. It's, it's been a, pl a pleasure talking to you. And as always, it just helps put things into perspectives to have, have such a sympathetic and uh, uh, astute listener. So thank you. Ah, uh, thank you. Hello, Rebooters. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to be chatting to the very, very well-educated and smart, intelligent character that is Dusty Miller. He is a friend, colleague, peer of our facilitator community and he'll be joining us in a chat with Martin, Martin Fricker and his hot topic is going to be high performing teams, team dynamics and some of those wonderful characteristics that we notice that are common in teams when everything seems to be going well. He's got an amazing set of stories up his sleeve that I'm going to get him to share so tune in press play, have a listen, and I'll meet you there.